0: Welcome to the Wealth Studying Podcast. This is episode 345. Today is November 17th, 2021. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, today I wanted to briefly talk to you about two specific stocks, and then really more importantly than that, discuss my rationale and my thought process as to why I would buy one of these stocks and I wouldn't buy the other one. Now, I'm always talking about looking for value and usually about buying the dip. But just because something dips down to a lower price doesn't mean I'd necessarily buy it. For example, this year we've seen a big decrease in most Chinese stocks. I've mentioned before that I'm avoiding that dip. I just don't feel comfortable now with the risk-reward ratio even though that Chinese stocks, particularly the tech-type sector stocks, have had a major pullback in their pricing. Most of those Chinese stocks are still well off their highs. We saw big dips at the end of the summer and even a little bit in September. Those prices have moderated, and many of the Chinese stocks are rising in price. For me, though, it's still too risky. I'm just sitting this dip out. So what I really want to emphasize here is that Although I talk about buying the dip, I don't necessarily buy every dip. Now, the two stocks that I wanna cover today are Peloton and SelectQuote. Both of these stocks are well off their 52 week highs. I don't own Peloton, I've never owned Peloton, I don't plan to buy it during this dip. Now, as far as SelectQuote, it is my COVID-90 portfolio. I've owned it for over a year. I have no plans on selling it in the immediate future. Yes, it's well off its 52-week high, but I have no plans to sell it, and I would also look at this dip as a buying opportunity and as an entry point to get into the stock. And besides both of these stocks coming well off their 52-week highs, they also have a similar nature to them. That's why I included them in this episode today. And while they may not appear to be similar stocks, the reason that I say that they have similarities is that both of them have a business model which I like and which I seek out in the stocks that I buy. And that business model is they use technology or some form of digitization as an advantage over their competitors. So specifically in terms of Peloton, it's an exercise bike company, but it's used social media and the internet and digitization to not just be that old school analog exercise bike, but to tie your exercise routine and specifically the exercise bike to the internet where you can track your progress and you can compete against other people and do it in a social environment. Likewise, SelectQuote is basically just a broker of insurance products, but their whole business model is to do it online and to basically digitize or bypass the middlemen, salesmen, or brokers that would normally be hawking insurance type products. So what don't I like about Peloton? Well, there are a number of things. And what I'm going to say about Peloton can also be related to many of the companies that benefited from the lockdowns and the early part of the COVID-19 pandemic. These are the stay-at-home type stocks that I never jumped on the bandwagon of. And I was always leery that at some point, the pandemic would go away or move from pandemic to endemic. And the major appeal of these stocks would come crashing down just as quickly as it went up. I think Peloton is a perfect example of that. I've dubbed these stocks as one trick ponies. And it's not that these companies aren't good companies or don't have decent products. It's just that they were so favored and so hyped up during the early parts of the pandemic that I think that they really hit their high water mark. And that's gonna be a hard act to repeat as we come out of the pandemic. So specifically, Peloton, it rode the wave of being a stay-at-home, exercise-type company that was occurring when all the gyms were shut down and when you couldn't go out in public. It got a lot of play in the media. It attracted a lot of new customers and consumers into that market. But like any type of exercise or diet fad, you know, people are quick to jump on the bandwagon. But then after they try it for a few months... And they don't get results or they don't get the type of results they're really looking for. The fad goes away and they move on to something new. Well, I think that's definitely what we've seen with Peloton. They hit the market pre-pandemic at exactly the perfect time. The stock shot up from there probably four or five times. The stock price peaked out at about the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021. There were a couple attempts at dead cat bounce rallies they all failed. As of today, the stock price is off its 52-week high by about 70%. That's really a classic blow-off top, fall from grace, and this is what's commonly referred to as trying to catch a falling knife. I personally wouldn't buy this dip. I think the stock has been way overrated. I think even though it's had such a major price collapse, it's still overvalued, and I think it's just dead money. Now I could be wrong. They could have a resurgence. They're trying to broaden out, move into other markets. One of them I think is really foolhardy where they're trying to compete and move into new markets by selling exercise and workout clothes. Uh, The reason I think that that is a losing attempt is because there's already super stiff competition in that space by companies like Nike and Lululemon and a whole host of others that are entrenched in that business. And it would just be, in my opinion, very difficult for Peloton to make any type of concentration there. And they're also, in that regard, moving away from their key business model advantage of digitizing exercise. I mean, that's really the winning business model that they have. By moving into more analog traditional businesses of trying to sell clothing and apparel, well, I think that's just grasping at straws. Now, can they apply their digitization business model to other areas of exercise and health well absolutely they can but again i think that the chance that they had during the 2020 pandemic was their best opportunity and that window is shut so anything they launch from here on out will be much more difficult than the market they saw during the shutdown economy the other major achilles heel for this company they still are losing money and worse than that, a large chunk of the revenue that they did produce during the pandemic was financed with buy now, pay later type schemes. In most cases, that buy now, pay later market, I know it's really in vogue. It's all part of decentralized finance. But the bottom line on that is that most of these people are sub-subprime, unsecured consumer loans. These are people that don't qualify and... Regular mainstream credit cards, and so they are just huge credit card risks. And so, not only is Peloton not making money, but all the things that they've sold in the last 18 months have been financed with, in my opinion, what I would consider very poor risk credit. So, hey, what could go wrong? So, as far as Peloton and its dip, it's a company that I personally am avoiding. Now, select quote again, I like its business model. It's a traditional insurance type broker. For many years now, they've moved that online. They're trying to take out the middleman and provide an easy and fast service primarily to people like millennials. And so they're specializing in that direct-to-consumer market in the broad category of insurance. So, you know, they start out with simple things like term life insurance and then move that into other things like whole life and property and automobile, and then continuing to expand into newer insurance markets for them, like Medicare supplements. And I think long-term, as regulations ease up, they'll they'll move more into that healthcare arena because there's still a lot of problems there. And so unlike Peloton, that is kind of restricted to an exercise environment, SelectQuote can just keep expanding this business model with direct-to-consumer insurance, And continue to grow, not only in traditional insurance, but, you know, vision, dental, prescription drugs, you know, just on and on and on. I think it's still a widely untapped market. They've done a good job of branding themselves. They especially appeal to the millennial type consumer that just wants to buy things online, wants to avoid the middleman markup. They're a company that's profitable now. They're making money. And depending upon which analyst you believe, they could be set to be moving forward over the next five years with earnings per share expansions in excess of 30% per year for the next five years. Those are the type of growth numbers that I like to see. So a company that's not only increasing revenue, but more importantly, increasing profit and doing it from a base where they are profitable. So when I look at the stock price on this company, they peaked around April of this year. Much like Peloton, their price has dropped almost 70%. It does look to me though, like from a chart perspective, they're building a base. They hit their low back at the end of the summer. But unlike Peloton, so far they've stayed above that end of summer price. They still remain very volatile, but I like how the 50-day moving average is starting to move horizontally and I think that if the price can continue to channel up that 50-day moving average will move up and to the right and cross above the 100-day moving average and then from there although there's still a significant gap the 200-day moving average could stabilize out and plateau around $20 which I don't think is an unlikely scenario and if that occurs and this momentum moves up that would take the price up about 100% from where it is right now. This stock, in my opinion, is incredibly oversold. It's well below its intrinsic value. And getting to at least $20, I don't think, is absurd or out of the question. In fact, I think it could go a lot higher than that. But just looking at where many analysts have put future earnings, that would place the forward price per earnings ratio on this stock at below eight. So if the earnings continue to move in that direction and this stock price doubled and went up to about 20, that would still put a very reasonable price per earnings ratio of about 15 or 16 on this stock, which in this market is still incredibly inexpensive. Now the biggest reason I think that we saw this major pullback is that this stock came out as an IPO you know, with all the hype and all the enthusiasm that's baked into those products. And then the management team didn't adequately telegraph the challenges that were up ahead and the problems that they were encountering coming through the pandemic. They were still profitable overall, but they showed a quarterly loss. This took Wall Street by surprise. Management should have known better than that. I think they've learned their lesson. I think that they can adequately manage their SGNA expenses. And I think if they provide the right guidance and message to Wall Street, their future quarterly earnings will be hitting expectations. And I think that the management is trying to show Wall Street that they've learned their lesson. And that's why in October, they've taken Bob Grant, they've promoted him to the role of president, and they're emphasizing his experience and success in the development of their population health and select Rx products. This is part of them expanding into the Medicare Advantage type program. It's a major growth area for them. And they want to highlight that going forward, they can use digitization to expand not only their client base and to gain more millennials, but also to hit those cost-conscious baby boomers. So, SelectQuote is a company that I've owned, I've held through it with the downturn. I have no plans to sell it in the immediate future. I think it's way oversold, I think there's a lot of value there, and I think that the price could easily double, if not go significantly higher from where it is right now. And when you compare and contrast that, in the case of Peloton, I think you're trying to catch a falling knife, and in the case of Select Quote, I think it's a stock that was an IPO that was overhyped, got ahead of itself, but is back on track and is offering a very attractive entry price. This is just my opinion. This is the thought process that I go through. I can't predict the future, but this is a method that I've used for many decades and I plan on keep using it into the future. Well, as always, thanks for listening. Until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.